Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing looking at Psalm 143, and we started with verse 9 where it says, Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I take refuge in you. And so David, who wrote this psalm, is uh, continuing this thought that we've seen through many of the psalms and through other portions of the Scripture that God will deliver us. Now, the previous episode, we looked at the first four verses of this. Let me go back and read those four verses. And then I want us to uh, really just look at the last two verses, uh, verses 5 and 6, of a little thought that David's given right here. He actually closes it with the word selah, which means, you know, meditate upon this, reflect upon this, think about this, take a little instrumental ride on this. So here's Psalm 143, verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. Answer me in your faithfulness, in your righteousness. And do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no man living is righteous. Now verse 3, For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in dark places like those who have long been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart is appalled within me. So as I said, we looked at this in the previous episode, so just be reminded of this. He's lifting up his prayer and his supplication to the Lord, and he's saying, Lord, answer me. Answer me according to your faithfulness. Answer me according to your righteousness. He's saying, God, don't judge me. Don't enter into judgment with me, okay? Because no man can live righteous. But here's what's going on, Lord. And in verse 3 and 4, he says that an enemy is persecuting him. This enemy has crushed his life. And if the enemy has come against him to such a degree that he's made him dwell in dark places. Remember, David had been in a cave, I think, in the previous Psalm 142. So there's a time when he was hiding from his father-in-law in the cave of Adullam. And he said, I'm like those who've been dead a long time. I'm literally in a cave hiding. He said, my spirit is overwhelmed. He said, my heart is appalled. I don't know what to do with this. Now, listen what he says in verses 5 and 6. And I think this is going to be so useful for us. And it really just sort of struck me uh, as I was reading this for our time together right now of what the Lord has granted to us right here. Verse 5, David says this, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I muse on the work of your hands. Verse 6, I stretch out my hands to you. My soul longs for you as a parched land. Selah. So particularly what we see here in verse 5, he says, I remember, and he says, I meditate and I muse. And I remember the days of old. And that uh, idea for remember here means to recall to mind. He says, I'm recalling to mind the things that you have done in the past, Lord. Okay? And quite often, that is a useful thing for us to do, folks. If you're going through a challenging time and a trying time, remember the faithfulness of the Lord in the past in your life. But then he says this, I meditate on all of your doings. 
And we say, okay, well, we know what meditate means, okay? Well, do we really? Uh, these next two words, meditate muse, we do have a basic understanding about what the meanings are, but it's really sort of intriguing when you look at the details of it. Uh, the uh, Hebrew word here for meditate literally means, okay, it can be translated meditate, can be translated to mutter, to speak, to moan, to growl. <laughs> what? <laughs> to speak, to moan, to growl? Yeah. It, it figuratively means to ponder, okay, to reflect upon some such things, okay? But it can have different meanings. It's a verb. It means to growl, to groan, to sigh, to mutter, to speak. And so in the Scripture you see being used from the point of view here to meditate like Joshua did on the law, to meditate. Uh, Psalm 1 said to meditate upon the law. Uh, Job spoke about meditating, speaking of wickedness. But it also can speak of, as Odiati says this, of the mutterings of mediums and wizards, of the moans of grief, which you see in Isaiah, the growl of a lion you see in Isaiah, or the coos of a dove. Well, that's a pretty broad spectrum of <laughs> application there. You know, we use the word muse, M-U-S-E, from the point of uh, somebody reflecting upon something, thinking and meditating, and that's good. Meditation and muse can sometimes be used synonymously, okay? We usually use that term muse of uh, someone who is a little bit of a weird kind of character who is a muse, right? We also use the opposite of that word a lot, amuse. I want to be amused, A-M-U-S-E, or amusement. I just think about that. When you put A in front of a word in English, it means not. In other words, I want to have some type of activity in which I do not have to muse. I want amusement. I want to be amused. I don't want to have to meditate. I don't want to have to think about things. <laughs> and here the psalmist is saying, hey, Lord, I'm going the right opposite direction. I'm doing these things, Lord. I'm remembering the days of old, what you've done. I'm meditating upon all, all your doings. And that meditating uh, is that speaking forth of something, sort of under the breath kind of thing. You see it all through the Scripture where uh, they're speaking and meditating upon the Word of God. They're actually speaking it under their breath, mumbling it to themselves, uh, verbalizing it. If you were viewing them from afar, you would be thinking, what are they doing over there? They're meditating upon all His doings. So I'm going to remember the days of old. I'm going to meditate on all your doings, and I'm going to muse on the work of your hands. Okay? I'm going to think about that. I'm going to reflect upon the work of your hands. And then in verse 6, I stretch out my hands unto you. And that stretch out means exactly that, that I'm extending as far as I can to spread out my hands unto you. There's no reservation, Lord, of you. To such a degree that my soul longs for you. And again, that soul is the word that we've seen several times in these Psalms right here, the Nefesh, which is that person, the soul, the self, the actual entity that is the person. I long for you as a parched land. In other words, Lord, I'm longing for you to pour forth your power and your presence. So as you go through the balance of this day and the rest of our lives, Psalm 143, verse 5 in particular. Grab a hold of this. Remember the days of old. Meditate on all the doings of the Lord and muse upon the work of the hands of the Lord and see what he does. 
Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.